Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Acts chapter 19, verse number 11. Acts chapter 19, verse number 11. It says that, now God worked unusual miracles, how? God worked what? Unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. It also literally means through Paul. Okay, God did it through Paul. So that Paul was the the agent and God was the vendor or the source. But also it means that Paul's physical hands were causing things to happen. All right? So Bible says that God did um, uh, wondrous, wonderful miracles by the hands of Paul. So Paul, the hands of men, I'll come to that. And then read at verse 12. Look at verse 12. And verse 12. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body. To the sick. Did you see that? From his body. So handkerchiefs that had touched him, that had contact with him, were brought from his body to the sick. It was sent somewhere else. And immediately there were supernatural manifestations. And Bible said to the sick, and the diseases left them, and evils and the evil spirits went out of them. Who are they them? Who are they them? Did you see that? There are some sicknesses. Evil spirits are behind it. Okay, so if an evil spirit is causing a sickness and all your confidence is in specialists, you're in trouble because microscope does not see demons. (laughs) So, but the point here is that aprons from his body were sent to the sick. Handkerchiefs from his body. Handkerchiefs that had had contact with him were sent to the sick and they were healed and the demons left them all right and so here you can tell in scripture that inanimate objects by virtue of contact with the anointed began to do some miracles right so i'm talking about contact for impartation Paul said in Ephesians, sorry, Romans chapter 1 verse 11, he said, I desire to come to you that I may impact some spiritual gifts. Now, why do you have to be physically there? Because it's spiritual. But it's, it's because, see, spiritual things are transacted through uh, physical mediums. Right? So then if you marginalize or underestimate or trivialize physical mediums which God has placed in your life, you, what you do is you strip and deny yourself certain spiritual advantages. Now, so handkerchiefs from an anointed place or anointed person cause things to happen. And I see things happening for somebody in the name of Jesus Christ. So his hands 
an anointing. Now, what I want to explain is that the mediums through which God transfers impartation, one is laying on of hands, or one is objects. So you see this oil here. This oil is, I mean, those who made this, who bottled this, when they were doing it, they didn't have church in mind, I can guarantee you. This, some of them never knew it was going to end up here. They thought it was going to go into someone's stomach. (laughs) But guess what? It's here. And this doesn't do anything unless it has come into contact with an atmosphere of power or into contact with you. I was telling you about our sister's testimony, Helena. She went to visit her mother in the hospital. She took a little of the oil, sent to the mom. She herself, a sister Helena. She anointed people when they were healed. <laughs> sister Helena. <laughs> All right. And so then the anointing oil in the hands of a believer is a different story. Yes. It's a different story. We've seen people who said they applied. Akwesi said he applied the oil and things were happening. Right? And so these are not spiritual in themselves. But because of the contact they have, the oil begins to adapt certain spiritual impartation. And when it is applied, it causes... So the Holy Ghost cannot and is not in the oil. But his influence and power can be manifested through the oil as it's applied in faith. Do you understand that? And so this is one of the contacts, as we saw in the scriptures, handkerchiefs, aprons, or scarves, whatever. Once it has come into contact, did you realize in the book of Mark chapter 5 that there was a, a woman, Bible never mentioned her name, Bible said a certain woman, Mark chapter 5 from verse 25 downwards, a certain woman, it could be anybody. A certain woman who had an issue of blood 12 years came behind and pressed to verse 28. For she said in verse 28, the Bible said, she said to herself, she said, if I may only do what? Touch what? His what? Did you see what he said? He just said, touch his head, touch his hand, touch his clothes. And she, she did exactly that. She went and touched his cloak and immediately virtue, power for healing, went through the, the, through the clothes of Jesus into her life and 12 years of problem dried up immediately. Immediately the sickness ceased. Why? Because she came to her with an inanimate object which was close to the servant of God. And so inanimate objects can be used can, can, can be used as medium for impartation. I guess who's, who owns this oil? It will be very good for you. Yeah. I'm telling you. And number two, lay, say laying on of hands. That is how things are transferred. Now in the Bible, actually in the Old Testament, they used to lay their hands on the scapegoat, transfer their sins on the scapegoat or that lamb which was supposed to be sacrificed for propitiation. Right? They lay their hands and then they, take the, they confess their sins and they go and kill the, uh, that animal. So that is one of the ways they were using laying on of hands was used. In Genesis chapter 48 verse 14, I suppose here. Yeah. Genesis chapter 48 verse 14, Bible talks about how Jacob, before he died, he laid his hand on Ephraim and Manasseh. What for? To impart blessings. Okay, and so Israel, that's Jacob. Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head who was the younger and his left hand on Manasseh's head guiding his hand 
knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. Then the father said, no, no, it's the wrong guy. He said, no, I know exactly what I'm doing. So he laid hands on them and transferred blessings. Say blessings. And then thirdly, in the Old Testament, where the, the only place in the Old Testament we saw again, hands were laid, was when Moses was commissioning Joshua for work. Moses' Bible says that Moses laid his hands, Joshua chapter 1, and particularly Deuteronomy chapter 34. But Moses laid his hand on Joshua. And when he laid his hand on Joshua, the Bible says grace came on him for the work. All right. Now, when you come into the New Testament, I want you to listen to this because your, the teachings you understand makes a big difference in your spiritual quest. All right. Now, in the New Testament, there are five reasons why hands were laid. Five purposes. Number one, it was laid for putting people into offices. So in T- Paul told Timothy, don't ignore, don't neglect the gift of God which is in you by the laying of or laying on of hands but of the presbytery. I think in First Timothy chapter four, verse twelve, somewhere there. So hands were laid on him. All right. And so then, um, um, all right. So particular lay hands were laid when Paul and Silas were about to be commissioned and sent out in Acts chapter thirteen, verse three. Bible says that after they prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them out. Okay, so in the New Testament, hands were laid to to put people into offices. Say offices. Office. Number two, hands were laid for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So in Acts chapter ninety, particularly verse five, Bible says that when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. All right. So in the in the uh, 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 they were baptized. Verse 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 four, particularly I think it's verse four rather. Verse four. Paul. Uh, all right. He laid his hand on them. Okay, verse 5, go to verse 5, and then verse 6, as uh, verse 6, rather. And Paul, when, when Paul had laid his hand on them, the Holy Spirit, did you hear that? Yes. Human being lay hands on another human being, and the Holy Spirit honors that laying of hands. Paul, that, that's how powerful Paul was. And that's how powerful you are. You are. Just when you lay your hands, something happens. Okay, and so anyone in an office anointed by God, called by God, when they lay their hands, something gets transferred. All right. Now, so they laid hands for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hands were laid for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Acts, uh, particularly, actually, actually, in the book of uh, Acts, chapter nine, verse seventeen, Ananias went to lay his hand on Paul, and Paul's eyes were open because he said that God sent me to lay your hands so that your eyes will be restored and also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right, so Paul Ananias went to lay hands on Paul, and it happened to Paul. So hands were laid for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's number two. Okay, one for what? Office. Put people in office. Number two, office. baptism of the of, of, of the Holy Spirit. Number three, to heal the sick. In Luke chapter four, verse forty, Jesus laid his. They brought the sick to him. That he might touch them. Alright? And he laid his hands on every one of them and what? Healed them. So he laid his hands. In the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 18, Bible says that the believers, those who believe in my name, they shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. Okay? So we lay hands for, for purposes of healing. Alright, so hands in the, in the New Testament, hands were laid to impart healing. In the book of James, chapter 5, verse 14 to 16, it talks about if anyone amongst you is sick, let them call the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing, you see, did you see anointing there again? Anointing them with what? Oil. Anointing them with what? Oil. 
So oil, a medium of uh, a medium or for 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 transfer of power. Let anoint you. And the Bible says that, and they should pray over them, and then and the prayer over the sick. Now, how do you anoint? It's not necessarily pour. You apply on your hand and and you apply it. So anointing connotes also laying on of hands. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so, and, and actually, Jesus Christ, several places in the scriptures, time will not permit us to go into it. They laid hands, Jesus laid hands on the sick and healed them. In, in Acts chapter 28, particularly verse 8 and 9, Bible talks about how um, uh, someone was sick, okay, happened that the father of Publius lay sick of fever. Paul went in and did what? And prayed. And he laid his hands on him and healed him. Alright? So Paul went and healed the father of Publius. Alright? So that is how, uh, number one, in the New Testament, hands were laid for what? Number one? Put people into office. Number two? Battle of the Holy Spirit. Number three? Healing of the sick. Number four? Hands were laid in the New Testament for impartation of spiritual gifts to impart spiritual gifts so you realize that when Paul Ananias went to Paul in Acts chapter 9 verse 17 from 15 particularly to 17 he laid his hands that he may receive the gift of the Holy Spirit so the gift of the Holy Spirit or the spiritual gifts were imparted through laying on of hands. No wonder Paul said in Romans chapter 1 verse 11 that I desire to come to you. Romans 1 11, very interesting scripture. He said, I desire to come to you that I may impart some spiritual gift. He needed to come because he had to lay hands on were laid or laying out of hands were used for transfer of spiritual gifts. Say amen. amen. Now finally. In the, in the New Testament, hands were laid, I love this one, for to transfer blessings. Say blessings. Yes. Oh, say like you mean it. Say blessings. Yes. Say like I'm saying it. Say blessings. Yes. Hands were laid, I like that. Say blessings. Yes. Hands, th- those who are not writing are able to do it well. Say blessings. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. In the book of Luke chapter 13, verse 13 is the, is the one for healing. So I want to leave the healing out. Let's go to Matthew chapter 19, verse 13 instead. Matthew chapter 19, verse 13. It talks about how then, then little children were brought to him that he might do what? That he might put his hands on them and do what? Pray. But the disciples rebuked them. No, no, stop. Let the, the children are disturbing. Take them away. Jesus, hey! Go to verse 14. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for such is the kingdom of heaven. Go to the next verse. And what did he do? And he laid his hands on them and, and departed from there. So he laid his hands just to bless the children because the, the children were not sick. Okay? He laid his hands on them and blessed the children. So, now actually you can see that account in Mark chapter 10. Let's look at Mark chapter 10 verse 13. The Mark account. Let's look at the Mark account. In Mark chapter 10 verse 13, then the, the same account, they brought children to him that he might touch them. But the, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. Now, listen to this. One writer said that he might lay his hands, lay his hands on them. The other one said he might touch them. It's the same thing. Okay? Just a contact. They might have physical contact with him. Right, and so then the, the disciples said, no, 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 bring the children. They're coming to disturb the master. But the master is sleeping. Go to the next verse. And then, but 
But when Jesus saw it, he, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the children come to me and do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of God. Go to the next verse, please. Assuredly, I say unto whosoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Go to the next verse, verse 16. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and did what? Do you see that? So that was actually what happened. He blessed them by laying of his hands. So blessings were transferred by the laying on of hands. That is what we are going to experience tonight. Yes. Right? So tonight, the two major things that we are going to focus on is laying on of hands for healing and for blessing. For healing and for blessing. There is blessing in this place. Yes. I said there is blessing in this place. Yes. There is blessing in this place. Yes. On a funny note, the blessing is not in the white. Though it has its place in the realm of the spirit. <laughs> Human beings are like that. Okay, we are attached to all sorts of things. But there's something about the white. <laughs> so hands were laid. Tonight we are going to lay hands quickly on everyone and all the children to transfer blessings. Bless, somebody say blessings. blessings. Say blessings. blessings. And also to impart healing. Matthew 13, 13. He laid his hands on them and healed them. And he told us that you to lay your hands for, for healing. He said when people, somebody said call the elders of the church. yeah, listen to this. There is something about eldership in church. When somebody is an elder, you may be the, the person's wife or the person's husband or you may be the person's best friend or the person's elder brother or younger brother or elder sister or younger sister. It does not matter once the person stands in the office. So long as the people of God is concerned, some grace comes upon that person which is it, it's synthetic. It's synthetic grace. That means it is not intrinsic. It's not from the person. The person doesn't generate it by himself. Because of the office, that thing comes upon him for, to help people. For function. Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, when he ascended on high, he led, verse 10, he led captivity captives, verse 11, and gave gifts to men. To some, he gave apostles. To some, uh, prophets. To some, evangelists. To some, pastors and teachers. Why? Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints. In King James, King James says that for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the, He gave human beings to perfect other human beings. The office. The office. And I'm pleased to submit to you, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, that I stand in the office here tonight. Not because I am so good, but I stand in the office because I have been called. I have been ordained. I have been authorized by heaven to release some blessing tonight on somebody here. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Time is not on our side. We are going to rise up to pray in a minute. And when we begin to pray, I have given you scriptural basis for what we're going to do. After we finish the anointing, or if once you are anointed, you go back and you have a mantle or your cloth or something, you can just lay it on the ground because this ground is anointed. This ground is anointed. Bible says that when they had prayed, in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, and when they had prayed, where they stood, where they were, the ground shook. 
Why not somewhere else? Where there's to, to pray. Something happens to the ground where you meet. That is why this place is holy grounds. You can come and lie on the altar and make sure that your sickness is not getting up with you. Because this is holy grounds. Anyone here afflicted by any form of sickness, I decree that because of the anointing in this place, by the power of the Holy Ghost, that sickness is cursed. That sickness is cursed. That sickness is cursed. That sickness is cursed. It shall not follow you out of this place. In the name of Jesus Christ. So when you come and you're anointed, you can go back. If you brought a handkerchief or apron or something you want to use as a point of contact, you can lay it on the floor under your chair and just leave it there for some time. Let it just absorb some of the emissions, spiritual, spiritual emissions of blessings in this place. Let that handkerchief absorb it. Let it absorb it. When I finish, I'm going to declare it right. You're going to take it home and you're going to apply it. Did you hear Mama Grace's testimony? That testimony is one of the amazing, fantastic ones. She was in the plane, and this turbulent was very, very rocky and dangerous and frightful. And everybody was screaming, we are about to die, we are about to die. She would look for her mantle. She pulled the handkerchief out, and she shook it, and she said, Hey, everybody, we are not dying because I've got this mantle here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just like Paul did when they had a shipwreck. They thought everybody was going to die. But, but Paul in Acts chapter 27 told them, the angel of God, the angel of the Lord, whose I am and whom I serve, spoke to me tonight that Paul, fear not, for there shall not be any loss of life. And Paul declared to them, he said, you should have listened to me in the first place when I told you don't set sail because I am a prophet. Even though I am a prisoner in your sight, spiritually I have a spiritual upper hand. Don't judge a book by its cover. You can't tell how far a frog can jump just by looking at it. In the same way, you don't... (laughs) In the same way, you cannot judge an anointed man. When it comes to teaching the word, we can go on and go on. Because there's some sweetness about the word. But you know, anyone who can't teach the word can't help you much. Because... Your help is connected to your discovery in the word. Did you hear what I said? Your help from God is always predicated and linked to your discovery in the what have you seen in God's word. If you haven't seen it, it's very difficult for you to get it. But if you see it, it's properly said and it's it's correct. Seeing is believing. Keske said, iPad. Some of you were thinking that I said bread. <laughs> it's French. What is this iPad? Oh no, is this not an iPad? No, it's just a book. And then yeah, it's just a book. No, can somebody convince you that this is not an iPad? It's too late. Oh, this is not a tablet or you know, like you know. No one can say this is my gadget. Why? Because you have seen it. Seeing is believing. What you discover in the scriptures is what defines your future. When you discover your future in the scriptures, it is settled. I'm handing into somebody's hand golden master keys to unlock your future, to unlock your destiny. Fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. 
I declare over your life that after today, you come together with the anointing. In the name of Jesus, I declare your life will not be the same. Anything that has determined not to leave you alone, I see it's leaving you now. In the name of Jesus, every finger of hell that has been pointed at you, I see it withering now. In the name of Jesus, anything that has been put together to frustrate you, to harass you, to intimidate you, to torture you, to disturb you, I see it being brought under divine judgment. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.